0: minute of the Most Accurate Podcast. My name is Anthony Stalter, joined as always by John Paulson. What's up, JP?
1: Not much. It's Friday. Uh, getting ready for the weekend. I we got a big weekend plan. I we got going to the Packer game on Sunday against the Rams. I'm hoping they can uh, at least keep it close.
0: You know they're a nine and a half point underdog, and uh, mm. not to spoil anything, but um, I'm taking the Packers.
1: Mm. Mm. You're
0: giving me nine and a half points with Aaron Rodgers. Nine and a half. That's, yeah, but you, get
1: Ma- you also get Mike McCarthy.
0: That's true, but I'm this is <laughs> this is just a pure principled play for me, John. I'm not going any further than Aaron Rodgers plus nine and a half. And yeah, he's getting that's his, his
1: we'll wide receivers back, so there's a chance.
0: Which we'll get to. Tell us about the music before we do so, though.
1: Yeah, this is a single by the the Pogues. It's called Yeah 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 Yeah. yeah. Five yeahs there. It was released <laughs> in 1988. The Pogues are from um, Ireland. Uh, and uh, this is a really good track, so I, it was a single. It was never re- released on any of their albums, I don't think. So I'm, I'm adding it to the most accurate podcast playlist, which you can find on Spotify. Uh, if you can't find it there, go to any of the po- podcast posts on 444.com There's a link to it there. Uh, you can follow the podcast or follow the playlist.
0: All right, we've got a lot to get to, including the Amari Cooper trade. Thoughts on that from John. We've got injuries that we have to go over, and there's a handful. Texans-Dolphins. Some thoughts from last night's game. Houston winds up blowing Miami out. It was close at times. And then we got to get to some sneaky starts before we wrap up the podcast. But don't forget, we now have an iPhone or an iPad app that helps you set the highest scoring lineup every week and also pick up the highest scoring free agents for the week and rest of season. It's free to download. All you have to do is just search 4 for 4 or League Sync in the app store. Existing pro and DFS subscribers to 4for4.com get full access to League syncs, apps, features. Everyone else receives a seven-day free trial, so make sure you check it out. I've been kind of raving about the app over the last couple of weeks now. That, coupled with John's rankings, uh, I've, I've turned a corner in some of my leagues just because it does all the heavy lifting for you. You get an opportunity to look at who's on your waiver wire and how they'll do compared to who's on your bench, and it makes setting a lineup uh, that much easier. Let's get to that Amari Cooper trade. The I, th- I think it happened right after we got off the podcast, John. So the Cowboys sent... A first-round pick over to Oakland for Amari Cooper, former first-round pick. He's only 24 years old, had a great rookie year, but as fantasy owners know, he's fallen off over the last two years. What do you make of this trade from a a fantasy perspective? There's some other implications here, including how this impacts Dak Prescott's value. So go ahead, get into it.
1: Before I answer that, what do you think of it from a a football standpoint?
0: I I loved Amari Cooper coming out of Alabama. For me, he ran some of the best routes that I've seen since – and Calvin Ridley's in the same in the same category. He's he's somebody that while he doesn't have the deep speed, he uh, creates separation by running crisp routes. The problem is uh, at least in the NFL, he's had too many drops. Maybe it's a frustrating situation with the offense and the play calling. I think there's enough talent there where he can rebound, and certainly Dak Prescott needs somebody on the outside. I wouldn't give him a first-round pick for him. In fact, before I knew what the compensation was, I thought, okay, this is a nice value here. Third-round pick, take a flyer on on Amari Cooper. Uh, So first-round pick I thought was steep, but I I still think that there's enough talent here in Cooper that he could have uh, success in Dallas.
1: Yeah, the first-round pick is uh, a very valuable commodity, and then they have to go pay Cooper immediately, whereas if you draft a receiver in the first round, um, you can pay them Uh, lower amount for the, his rookie contract. But um, just from a pure fantasy standpoint, this is an interesting move for him because I think he's one of these players that might benefit from a location change, environment change, and get a fresh start elsewhere. The career over the last couple of years in Oakland has been uh, not so great after a pair of thousand yard seasons to start his career. Uh, In those two seasons where he uh, posted a thousand yards. He was seeing 8.1 to 8.3 targets per game. I believe he finished 22nd as a rookie, um, 13th, uh, as a receiver, or I'm sorry, 13th receiver in 2016. Uh, and then last year, you know, things fell off and he's struggling again, uh, this year, uh, with Derek Carr and John Gruden at, uh, as the head coach there and the offensive mind behind that team. Um, Typically, anybody listens to this podcast knows that free agent receivers that change teams, I'm generally down on them unless they are getting an obvious upgrade at quarterback or they're likely to see a big increase in targets. Uh, I don't think this is an obvious upgrade at quarterback. Uh, Fantasy points per pass attempt or uh, target uh, is about the same between Dak Prescott and Derek Carr. Um, the, the caveat there is that Carr attempts 6.7 additional passes per game um Since 2016. So the, the the passing pie is a little bit bigger in Oakland than it is in Dallas. Now, on the flip side, Cooper's walking into a really good situation because they don't have a number one receiver there. They've been targeting Cole Beasley and Michael Gallup a little bit and Alan Hearns, and it's just a lot of dudes that are in that receiving core. And I think Cooper has the, the most talent of any of them. Uh, the question is how quickly can he get up to speed in the offense? How quickly can he develop a rapport with Prescott? And how quickly will Prescott start to pepper him with targets like he did uh, Des Bryant? Uh, he he targeted Des Bryant seven point eight times per game from twenty sixteen to twenty seventeen. He's going to need Cooper's going to need to see that sort of workload in order to become a fantasy starter. So I, I do think he has like wide receiver three wide receiver three upside, uh, maybe even wide receiver two if everything goes perfectly. But right now I, I would view him as a wide receiver for I'll probably have him ranked in the 30s and 40s depending on the on the matchup and then how things are going in this in this offense but I think it's a good move for him and then on the flip side in, in Oakland you've got Jordy Nelson um, Seth Roberts in the slot and Martavis Bryant I think is the big beneficiary in terms of uh, increased snaps and um, targets so now you now you're looking at Martavis Bryant as a guy who's ranked in the 40s and 50s Maybe uh, Jordy Nelson is now a wide receiver three, four type. Uh, so it's it definitely a downgrade for for Derek Carr, though, because he's losing one of his biggest weapons.
0: All right, let's move on to some injury news now. And, and John, there's a lot to get to here. Fortunately, we don't have to go over any quarterbacks, so that's good. But we do start off with the running back situation in San Francisco with Matt Breida. He remains sidelined on Thursday. We don't know if he's practicing on Friday, but he's dealing with an ankle injury. What do you think about Raheem Mossard and then Alfred Morris and I guess Kyle, Kyle Juszczyk also in the mix there if Breida can't go?
1: I think uh, it looks like he's going to be out unless we get a, a surprise practice this week. Or I'm sorry, today, this afternoon. Um, with with Breda out, I'm looking at M- uh, Mossard as the, the primary back there with Morris sprinkling in. Um, Kyle Shanahan has surprised us before. Uh, but if you look at the last two weeks, 19 carries – for Mostert, um, or Mostert, I don't know how you pronounce that. Alfred Morris is at nine over the last two weeks, although he did out carry uh, Mostert uh, nine to seven uh, in week seven. Uh, Mostert did see four catches, though, and Morris didn't see any. So, I, I, you know, you're looking at a really nice matchup against uh, the Cardinals. They're last in the league and adjusted fantasy points allowed to running back. So, uh, if is if out, then you're, uh, you know, Mostert is going to be like a a low-end RB2 and Morris probably like an RB3, RB4 type.
0: Uh, Let's talk about Dalvin Cook. He's expected to return week 11 after the bye, so he will not face the Saints on Sunday night. It's nice to know that Dalvin Cook is going to be out because I feel like their owners have been playing um, kind of, you know, refresh the page leading up to Sunday with the injury situation with him. What what do you think about Murray as, as a RB2 situation with the Saints?
1: Well, he's been, you know, on fire lately. In the last two weeks, 224 rushing yards on 39 attempts, uh, three rushing touchdowns. He's only targeted four times in those two games. He has three catches for 17 yards. You know, 4- 42.1 standard points, 45.1 in, in PPR. I think the problem here this week, I, the volume should be there, but I'm a little bit worried about the actual production of the running game. The Minnesota running game in general is. Has not been great, although it's been better the last couple of weeks. The, the problem is the Saints. I mean, they've they've been really good against the rush. Uh, 3.1 yards per carry allowed. They've only allowed 71.4 rushing yards um, on the season on average. Uh, so it's one of the worst matchups in the league for a running back. Um, but the volume should be there. He should see the 15 to 20 touches. You know, maybe he's able to break one Um uh, or maybe he gets a goal line carry or something and scores a touchdown that way. So I think he's a pretty good, you know, low end RB two start this week.
0: Below Powell out for the year. You got Isaiah Crowell, Trenton Cannon, and then Elijah McGuire. The huge, huge deal for Crowell now. And, and by the way, Powell could not only be out for the year, he might. This might be a career ending injury for him. So that's that's certainly sad news. Uh, for the former Louisville product, but talk to us about Crowell, Cannon, and then McGuire, this Just the usage for the Saints. i sorry for the Jets. Well,
1: just a, just a note on, on Powell. I think the, the, I think there was a report yesterday that said that he's going to make a full recovery, so he his good. career is not good. over. So that's good. Um, yeah, I think long term here, second half of the season, it's it's definitely good for Crowell. This is a tough matchup this week against the Bears. They're uh, you know haven't allowed a, a rushing touchdown yet. They're on, allowing under 88 yards. Uh, rushing per game, um, but his workload should increase. So he's a decent play. He's like sort of an RB2, RB3 type. Uh, Cannon uh, led the team in receiving last week. So with Elijah McGuire still, and he's practicing, McGuire, uh, he's still not uh, activated yet. I think they're going to do it next week. I think that's when he's first eligible. Uh, McGuire was the guy that uh, one of the Jets beat writers, uh, I think it was Manish Mehta, uh, said that, they were expecting him to be the third down back for the Jets, and then he suffered an injury, and he's been out this whole time. So he might come back and, and fill that that Bilal Powell role and be the primary pass catcher, but he's going to have to compete with Cannon for that role. I think for this week, you're looking at Cannon as the primary pass catcher and Crowell as the primary ball carry, but he might get a couple catches as well. But he's dealing kind of dealing with a foot injury as well.
0: Bill's coach Sean McDermott said that LaShawn McCoy will practice on Thursday but he remains in the concussion protocol so we don't know what his status is going to be heading into Monday night but the good news is that we have both Friday and Saturday to get reports on LaShawn McCoy does sound like he's going to be cleared at some point do you like the matchup with the Patriots
1: well this is generally not a good matchup because the Patriots will jump out to a lead and then the Bills will have to kind of abandon the running game and, and pass the ball but you know, last week against the Bills, they fell behind, and Chris Ivory still saw 16 carries, 3 catches, 106 total yards. So if the sort of the same plan happens, then McCoy should see a decent amount of workload. Uh, I think when I put him back in the rankings, he initially came in as a solid RB2. I think I moved him down a little bit just due to the game flow concerns. Um but we sort of have to see where he's at today and, and uh, tomorrow within, within the concussion protocol to see if he's going to be able to play. Uh, he's got the extra day. They play on Monday night, so it's a little bit dicey, but if he's cleared uh, by Saturday uh, or Sunday morning, then um, he should be in on Monday night.
0: Royce Freeman is banged up as well. He, the Broncos traveled to Kansas City this week, and according to ESPN's Jeff Legwald, the Broncos remain hopeful that Freeman who's dealing with an ankle injury will suit up. How confident are you in him? And then what does that mean for Philip Lindsay owners if Freeman can't go?
1: Well, anytime I, I do the injury reports and stuff at, at four for four, and anytime I see a report where a team is hopeful uh, that a, a player is going to play it pretty much means 90% chance that he's not going to play <laughs> um, there's expected to play. And then there's hopeful and then hopeful just almost never seems to, to happen. So I'm, uh, you know, not expecting him to play. I think I took him out of the rankings already. Devonta Booker would step in as the primary backup to Lindsey, but I would expect Lindsay to see uh, an additional five carries, maybe an additional catch uh, in a really nice matchup against the Chiefs. The 26th adjusted Fantasy points allowed to, to running backs. They obviously play better, the Chiefs at home uh, defensively, but Lindsay is able to play in the receiving game, uh, play as a receiver and, and in the passing game. So uh, you know, regardless of what happens in the game, he should be involved and, and be able to score uh, fantasy points multiple ways.
0: All right, Marlon Mack did practice on Friday. It looks like he's going to play Sunday in Oakland. Don't, don't uh, anticipate any kind of setbacks. So, what do you think about his matchup with Oakland?
1: I think the matchup's really good. Uh, you're looking at what he did, you know, over the last two weeks: 31 carries, three catches, 19 and two. Uh, in week seven, he obviously had the two touchdowns. Everybody knows about that. Uh, and then the matchup is really good. So when I initially did rankings, he came in in the top uh, nine or ten. And I think he's really a low end RB1 given the matchup um, against Oakland. They're 18th and just a fancy points allowed to running backs.
0: All right, Sony Michelle did practice on did not practice on Thursday. Excuse me, did not practice on Thursday. He's dealing with the knee injury. He of course is also playing on Monday night. We just got done talking about the matchup with the with the uh, between the Bills and the Patriots. So, outlook for Sony Michelle on Monday night.
1: Well, I guess the the MRI came back and it wasn't a serious knee injury or anything. But you know, I'm guessing he has a a mild sprain. I, I, I'm not expecting him to play on Monday night. I think they roll uh, with James White as the primary. Uh, running back, maybe uh, Kenjun Barner gets five to ten carries, or maybe they they promote uh, Kenneth Farrow, activate him, and uh, he's he ends up being the the big back in that backfield. Uh, you know, I, I talked about the big back role on Twitter, and somebody brought up Dion Lewis, who ended up in that primary ball carrier role um, last year, and that was a good point. He was, it wasn't a big back, but he you know it took a few injuries for him to end up in that role. Uh, I don't think they were intent, intending for him to take that role. So I'm interested to see what happens between Barner, Barner and Farrow. Uh, Barner is pretty much the same size as White. He's been a pretty decent as a runner with the Eagles, but the last couple of years his yards per carry is not great. And then they've got Farrow, whose yards per carry is not great either, but uh, he's the bigger back. So um, I think it's going to be a White, James White, catching a lot of passes, running the ball quite a bit. They've got him ranked sixth in standard formats. Um uh, it's just a, kind of a, some uncertainty, I think, in the RB2 there for the for the Patriots.
0: Chris Thompson has been frustrating for fantasy owners of late. He did practice again on Thursday, though. He has ribs and knee injuries, but he's missed the last couple of weeks. Is this the week that we finally see Chris Thompson return?
1: Well, there was a report that he was expecting to play this week, so I think this is the week we get him back. Um I was a big fan preseason. I was really happy through the first two weeks where he had 19 catches. Uh, I saw some people asking me questions about Chris Thompson, possibly cutting him. I wouldn't do it Uh, when he plays. He's been a uh, a low-end RB1 in PPR formats. He's got 26 catches in four games. Uh, So it's hard to pass up that sort of PPR uh, value, 24.8, 22.3, the first two weeks, and then week five, 12.2 against the Saints. So, uh, against the Giants, I think things will be uh, pretty open there in terms of uh, you know catching the ball and, and making plays that way. They'll they'll run uh, Peterson quite a bit, but then uh, I think Thompson will g- get in there as a receiver since the the Redskins' um, receiving core is so banged up.
0: Speaking of the Packers, or speaking of banged up receiving cores, let's talk with the Packers. Randall Cobb he remained limited on Thursday, as did Geronimo Allison. They're both dealing with hamstring injuries, but maybe they're inching closer to returning. Here, you mentioned you're going to be at the game on Sunday between the Packers and the Rams. You feel confident that either of these guys returns?
1: I think they both uh, end up playing. Uh, Geronimo Allison. I was surprised that he missed last week with the hamstring injury because what knocked him out of the previous game was a, a concussion and. We didn't really know when he suffered that hamstring injury, but they let him rest and heal. So I'm not shocked that he's going to be back against the Rams. Uh, I think he's going to line up opposite Marcus Peters quite a bit. Peters has struggled uh, as a a, a cover cornerback, so I think Allison has a chance for a good game. In his four games so far, he had five catches for 69 yards and a touchdown, six for 64, two for 76 and a touchdown, and then six for 80 on 29 total targets in four games and you know 29 targets from or 7.3 targets per game from Aaron Rodgers are worth quite a bit I think this is a good matchup for him so I have him ranked as a wide receiver three Cobb on the other hand did not look very good prior to going down with the injury he had that huge week one game against the the Bears nine for 142 and a touchdown he had that game-winning touchdown uh at the end of the game and then Week 2, 4 for 30 against Minnesota. Week 3, 4 for 23 on 11 targets against the Redskins. So not really uh, super efficient there for, for Cobb. And Marquez Valdez, Scantling, has played well. So I wonder if he starts to eat into uh, Cobb's uh, snaps. And maybe he's not playing 86, 87, 94% of the snaps anymore. Maybe he's down in the 70s and Sc- Scantling is getting uh, some of that work.
0: Robbie Anderson. Since we're talking about wide receivers, he did not practice on Friday. He's in between a high and a low ankle sprain. What do you think about the Jets' receiver this week?
1: I think he looks doubtful. Uh, you know, this—I don't know what this in between. I guess it's a mid ankle sprain. If it's low, it's you've better chance of playing through it. If it's high, you're going to be out like three to four weeks. So I would expect him to miss a week or two here with this mid ankle sprain. Um, I'm considering him doubtful for this week. Uh, Jermaine Curse probably gets most of the targets. Uh, with him out uh, Richard Matthews was signed off the street so how quickly can he get up to speed you've got Andre Roberts and Sharon Peak so it's really pretty dire there in the in the jets passing game
0: Cooper Cup doesn't look like he's gonna play on Sunday, so you'll have Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks. Woods probably a low end wide receiver one, and then you've also got Cooks as a wide receiver two. Josh Reynolds didn't do anything last week, but catch one pass. So, even with Cooper Cup out, I think your only two wide receivers there are Woods and and Cooks, right?
1: Yeah, I, I would I'd tend to agree. I think um, I think Reynolds is is a dart throw wide receiver four, or wide receiver five type. Sometimes when these injuries happen and there's a, these a young player that's thrust into a starting role that first game, he doesn't do anything. And then everybody's off of him and down on him Cause he only had one catch or one target or whatever. And then finally, the next game is when he actually emerges and, and has a good, has a good game. He certainly has a matchup. I mean, obviously I love Robert Woods and Brandon cooks against this Packer secondary. It's 29th and adjusted fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. But I think, uh, Reynolds can also, uh, you know, make a player, make a big player too against that team. And, um, and score some fantasy points for owners.
0: Allen Robinson remained sidelined on Thursday. He's still dealing with that groin injury. Not looking good that he's going to suit up against the Jets.
1: Yeah, it, this probably bodes well for Taylor Gabriel. I think um, Anthony Miller has a chance, too, in the slot to uh, you know make some big plays and have a big game, especially if – if Robinson is out. He had seven targets last week against the, uh, Miller did, uh, had seven targets against the Patriots last week, only caught two for 35. Uh, but the Jets have struggled uh, against the slot this year. Um, obviously, Gabriel struggled last week as well. He had a couple of 100-yard games before that, so he should bounce back as well. It's just there's, there's actually a few miles to feed now in this Bears offense with uh, uh, Trey Burton at tight end as well. so and, and Tariq Cohen coming out of the backfield, so it's a pretty diverse uh, passing attack right now in Chicago.
0: Jack Doyle, the tight end for the Indianapolis Colts, remained limited as well on Thursday. He's still dealing with a hip injury. You like Eric Ebron, uh, even if Jack Doyle does play, or or does this take a hit to Ebron's fantasy appeal?
1: It probably lowers his ceiling a little bit, Um, uh, Ebron, but I think he's still a top-five play, even if Doyle is active. Uh, I would expect Doyle not to play the 94%, 97% of the snaps he played in the first two weeks in his first game back. I would expect him to be limited if they do even play him because he's been out so long, and they have their Week 9 bye coming up. Uh, so it wouldn't be surprising at all if he's inactive, and uh, Ebron is a starter once again, and then Doyle comes back in Week 10. I think it's if you're really struggling at tight end, you know maybe you stash Doyle and see if he starts to – you know, play 90, 80, 90% of the snaps after the bye.
0: Uh, Rob Gronkowski, uh, he's officially limited or was officially limited on Thursday dealing with that back injury. Looks like he should play on Monday, but this isn't uh, at least trending in in the right direction. Fortunately, he gets another day off. Do you think that he's going to play?
1: I think the expectation was that he was going to be back uh, this week. Uh, looking at, I mean, the, the nice thing is is that the, uh, the Bills, or the game is at is at Buffalo, so the the Patriots will have to travel. We should know if if Gronk traveled with the team uh, prior to Sunday, but, but it's not uh, completely certain. They may travel midday Sunday and and for the for the Monday night game. So that's a little bit dicey. Uh, hopefully we have a little bit more clarity. We get a tweet from Schefter or uh, Ian Rappaport or whatever on Saturday night, Sunday morning, saying what the intentions are with Gronk. But, uh, you know, from what I understood, he had some back spasms last week. They decided to sit him out, but the expectation that he would, was that he would play this week.
0: Let's talk about the Texans and Dolphins Monday night, or Thursday night game. Excuse me. Deshaun Watson completed 16 of 20 passes for 239 yards, had a whopping five touchdowns. A buddy of mine asked me, he said, hey, Watson or Rogers this week? Right before the game, I said, Rogers. So hopefully Rogers also throws for five, five touchdowns so I didn't just screw my buddy. Um, but he also had a 14-yard scramble. DeAndre Hopkins, six of seven targets for 82 yards and two touchdowns. If you're watching the game, he also had an incredible catch that got ruled as um, it didn't count because there was offsetting penalties. He also was flagged on for pass interference on the call, but just a sick grab by DeAndre Hopkins. Lamar Miller, 18 times he rushed, 133 on the ground and a touchdown. And then Will Fuller, who also left the game, he suffered a torn right ACL, which was a devastating injury for him because he was having a great night. He exploded for five catches, 124 yards and a touchdown. Your thoughts on the Texans side of things last night.
1: Yeah, I tweeted about Lamar, uh, not Lamar Miller, uh, Will Fuller. Uh, with prior to the emergence of Kiki Q- uh, QT, uh, he had some really great, amazing splits with with um, Deshaun Watson going back to last year and then the start of this year, just like averaging one point five touchdowns through six games, I think, with with Watson before the the QT emergence, and then that carried over to to last night, and uh, you know, for him to maybe. Terry's ACL at this point is really a bummer because he was one of these fun guys to rank a wide receiver two type that uh, speedster that uh, played with a, a, a good quarterback. And um, I think going, I mean, Watson's game was surprising because he had been down the last couple of weeks uh, dealing with that lung injury. And, uh, you know, the passing game numbers weren't really there. He hadn't been running the ball much. Uh, and then Kind of bust out for that for that five touchdown game, so I think his owners have to be happy. Uh, I don't think it was bad advice to to recommend Aaron Rodgers over over Watson this week. Uh, you know, Rodgers is the better quarterback, and you know he's got a nice matchup against the Rams, and that's going to be a, a kind of a shootout. We weren't sure it was going to happen last night. I think the, the score was surprising to a lot of people. Uh, so your buddy should be okay with it. Don't, if he has any problems, (laughs) let me know. I'll talk to him. Um, Lamar Miller, uh, you know, people like to, Lamar Miller gets, you know, kicked around, but he's got a couple of uh, good games in a row now, 22 and a hundred yards, 22 carries for a hundred yards and touchdown against Jacksonville. And then he had another big game, uh, last night against Miami, um, 133 yards and a touchdown. He has not been involved as a receiver the last two weeks. Uh, Just one catch for negative one yards against Jacksonville. Uh, I think he was targeted once or twice against the uh, Dolphins, but didn't catch the ball. Uh, Just looking forward with him. He's got the the Broncos here in Week Nine, Um, and that's actually a good matchup from a rushing standpoint. The running game is starting to to get going for this team. Um, and then he's got his Week 10 bye, and then a couple bad matchups, the Redskins and the Titans coming out of the bye. Uh, but after that, 13, 14, 15, 16, all those matchups are pretty good, except for the you know, the, the Eagles in Week 16. They're 11th in adjusted fantasy points, allowed to running backs and have a pretty good rush defense. So that's, that's how things are kind of looking for, for Miller. Uh, Hopkins is obviously good to go. Um, and then when QT comes back, he's going to get a boost because uh, Fuller's out.
0: All right. Then, from the Dolphins' perspective, Osweiler had a couple of nice throws. Otherwise, he was high on everything. He was missing wide receivers by, you know, miles. He was 21 of 37, 241 yards, no touchdowns. Also had the pick. Danny Amendola caught five of six targets for 43 yards. Also threw a 28-yard touchdown pass. And then Jakeem Grant five four of eight. For 36 yards, so four catches on eight targets. Mike Gasaki, the rookie, four of five for 14 yards only. And then Frank Gore rushed 12 times for 53 yards. Kenyon Drake, let me get his stats for you. 12 times for 58 yards and a touchdown. So that's that's as as committee as you're going to get between Frank Gore and Kenyon Drake, John.
1: Yeah, uh, twelve carries, twelve carries uh, for Drake, twelve for for Gore. Uh, Drake also the the touchdown reception, two for thirty seven in the passing game. So he ended up having a really nice day. It felt a little bit fluky to me though, because the first touchdown came after uh, there was a penalty on a field goal attempt and Houston, which I guess they didn't. You, know, you can't hit the neck or the head of the long snapper, and then the replay showed that they they didn't. Um, but that ended up given that you know sustaining that drive, and then Drake scored i think on the next play really nice scamper i mean he 's a really fast player i mean he he caught one ball he across is. the middle, made two guys miss and got to the sideline i mean you 'd like to see him with a lot more work than what he 's getting, but Frank Gore is playing well enough, running the ball well enough that they don 't feel like they have to to do that so uh Drake is still kind of a low end r b two to me uh despite this great game uh you know the, the that touchdown was a little bit fluky due to the penalty and then Obviously, the trick play from you can't count on that every week from Amadola to Drake as a as a reception. Uh, did you mention Devante Parker? Uh, oh no, six, I
0: didn't. He yeah, he went off. My bad. Yeah,
1: six for one thirty four, nine targets, and just watching the first part of that game, he he totally looks the part. I mean, he's that big, athletic-looking uh, receiver. Made a great stab on a ball that was thrown behind him. So he's got a lot to prove right now, and there's a lot of opportunity in this offense. Even uh, if and when. Uh, Kenny Stills comes back there's you know you could you could run Parker or Stills and then Amendola in the slot and you know Parker could end up playing but he's just been in the doghouse so long you wonder is this game big enough to get him out of the doghouse in, in, in Miami?
0: Yeah I, I, I'm so used to not talking about Devontae Parker that I completely <laughs> moved past his best performance of the year and he did look good I mean he had one drop kind of hard drop down uh, down the sidelines in the in the second half but this is he showed you why he was a first round pick and and maybe things will turn around for him but I don't know, it's been a couple of years now, so we'll certainly see. All right, we gotta get to some sneaky starts. Let me first tell you about how four for four cut the prices for our rest of the season subscriptions. You can get a classic subscription for $19, a pro subscription for $39, and our DFS subscription is now down to $79. If you use the code TMAP, you get an additional ten percent off. So if you're if you've been on the fence, you've been struggling, or maybe you're right around five hundred right now in your league, jump on. Now's a perfect time. And John's ratings uh, rankings are absolutely fantastic so again $19 for a classic classic sub $39 for a pro and then our DFS subscription is only $79 plus to get an additional 10% off if you use that code TMAP let's get to some sneaky starts times let's start off with the quarterbacks Baker Mayfield and uh, Case Keenum you like you like those two quarterbacks this weekend
1: yeah uh, Baker is in the middle of his really nice stretch of his schedule um, last week he Played the Bucks, He had 20.9 fantasy points against the Bucks. He's got Pittsburgh this week. They're 27th in adjusted fantasy points allowed uh, to quarterbacks. Uh, they got Casey in week nine at home. They're 28th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. And then your Falcons, week 10, uh, 29th at home. They're at home 29th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. So I think he's uh, got another good fantasy game in him. I like that he's running a little bit and adding three to four fantasy points uh, on the ground as well. And the other guy... Uh, who I don't like as much. I'm not as confident in him because I've kind of gone to the well a couple times and he's come up uh, snake eyes, but Case Keenum, uh, you know, he's got a pair of 300 yard games in the last two or last three weeks, 377 and two against the Jets, 322 and two against the, the Rams last week against Arizona was, was rough, but they're really good against quarterbacks this week. It's the chiefs 28th just a fancy points allowed to quarterbacks. My only concern there is that, you know, I like Dalton last week against the chiefs and he, totally laid an egg. Uh, so this Chiefs defense is not as bad at home as they are on the road, so that's a little bit worrisome. But I think this is a high-scoring game. If Keenan can get it going a little bit, he should be able to post 250-plus, uh, maybe a, a touchdown or two.
0: Doug Martin seems like he's a good play with Marshawn Lynch on the um, uh, injury report, uh, and and he's probably done for the year. But uh, talk to us about Jalen Rashard, too.
1: Well, it sounds like they're planning on Martin as the – feature back according to Jay Gruden uh, Jalen Richard is is the better pass catcher and is going to be involved we have to wait and see how Martin does as the feature back um this is a pretty good matchup against the Colts who took their 17th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to running back so he's got a fighting fighting chance there to keep his job for for a while if he you know is, is sub four yards per carry then they may end up running Richard more giving DeAndre uh, Washington a chance uh, but this this week, I think you can count on 10-plus touches for Martin. If you're in a pinch, you can use him uh, as an RB2, RB3. And then Richard in, in PPR formats probably will play a bit more than he did with uh, Lynch active.
0: And then wide receiver Traquan Smith, the Saints number two wide receiver heading to Minnesota uh, with Mike Michael Thomas dealing with Xavier Rhodes. Looks like a, a good opportunity to maybe take Smith, take a flyer on well, Smith.
1: Yeah, Rhodes actually uh, wasn't practicing as of yesterday, may not play. Ooh, better. Uh, this sec- yeah, this secondary is going to uh, be hurting a little bit. Uh, Minnesota, uh, 16th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. I think they're 30th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks, so – uh the Saints will have an easier time throwing the ball I think uh than running it uh against the Vikings and if you look at what Smith has done since taking over as the speedster in this offense uh, he had played 73% of the snaps in week 7 Cameron Meredith uh played significantly less I think it was yeah 25% for Meredith he wasn't targeted uh they're running more two receiver or two receiver sets with Mark Ingram back uh, so Smith ended up with three catches for 44 yards on six targets in week seven. They had the buy in week six. And then if you go back to week five, you remember what he did against Washington three for 111 and two touchdowns on three targets on 67% of the snaps. So it looks like he's taking over that Ted Ginn role. And that has been a role that, you know, has offered spotty, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wide receiver three production. But when he hits, it's usually a 50 yard touchdown. And I, you know, sometimes fade. Drew Brees on the road, but I like him on the road in domes. He tends to play well indoors, and I think he'll have a nice game against the uh, the Vikings this week. All
0: right, a couple of tight, tight ends and we'll sign off. CJ Uzuma and then Chris Herndon are your two tight ends for Sneaky Starts this weekend.
1: Yeah, I would go to the well with uh, Uzuma again. He didn't have as good a game as I was hoping for against the The chiefs but he caught two for 13 and a touchdown against the chief on two targets he played 97 percent of the snaps he's been over 90 percent of the snaps in three straight games since tyler eifert was out so he has been the starter there and uh, the bucks are 31st in adjusted fantasy points uh, allowed to tight ends and if you're really in a pinch uh, chris herndon from the jets he caught uh, two for 56 and a touchdown against the colts on two targets in week six he caught four for 42 and a touchdown on seven targets uh, last week against the, the Vikings. He almost caught a second touchdown. Uh, I think it was called back. So he's not a bad play uh, this week against the the bears. Uh, they're 18th and just fancy points allowed to tight ends. And they're having so many issues at receiver that he should see, you know, five plus targets and that's not bad to be able to pick that up off the waiver wire and, and plug it in your starting lineup. If you're, if you're in a pinch at tight end.
0: All right, that's John Paulson, who you can follow on Twitter at 444 underscore John. You can follow me as well at Anthony Stoltz. I will have some uh, week, what is it, eight? Week eight. Betting picks for you coming up a little bit later on. I'll tweet those out. So if you, you've enjoyed those, great. If you've, make sure that you follow John's rate, rankings as well. He's got those up and he adjusts those throughout the weekend to uh, reflect injury situations and th- stuff like that. So make sure you're constantly refreshing John's rankings at 444.com. We will see you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Hope you win all your leagues. And again, we'll see you on Monday for the most accurate podcast.